are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I am flying through those intros. Flying through. Three episodes in. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm Ted. John's here. Hello. We're all talking soccer, DC United. How you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? I hope it was wonderful. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I can't complain. We're actually getting, getting some good weather coming here in the next couple days. Nice. I don't know about down by you. How about how was your weekend? Uh, cold. It's wet and rainy right now. Uh, so it's you're probably uh, gonna get like, you're probably gonna get the same. I think we're gonna be in the fifties in the midweeks. This is, by the way, this is if there's ever been an indication of us now getting older, we're having weather talk. On the podcast, <laughs> that's what's happening. Also, it's the off season, and there's, uh, you know, you know, yeah. Well, we got we got news. We got news. Plenty of news. I was I I actually thought our our uh, our our show um, Kindred Spirits, which you should check out if you're listening to this on the podcast version. Um, I thought our Kindred Spirits. I was like, what are we going to talk about? And then like I look at your rundown, and I'm like, okay, I want we got, ham. We got, we got, we got, I want ham. We got we got plenty we got plenty of stuff to talk about. We also got stuff to talk about United ninety six. By the way, you're listening to United ninety six. If you really like this show. Drop us a review, Apple Podcasts, Google. Give us five stars, five stars if you really like this. Five stars for that fifth for that fifth MLS Cup trophy. That that's what you should do. If you do it, you do it. You, enough people, enough of you all do it. DC might win a fifth trophy. That might happen. That is a fact. And that is how it's a very it's a linear cause and effect. If ever there was one, so please do that. Also, if you are joining us here for the live show, uh, and if you're listening to us in the podcast, we do this live every Monday at eight thirty on Twitch.tv. And if you want to join us and help support the show, you can give us your Amazon Prime subscription, which is free to you, and a little bit of dollars for us. Or if you just want to subscribe to the show in general, uh, that helps us out and makes us continue to do this live show for the uh, lovely folks who uh, who watch us here. And if you are if you are somebody who hates having to flip between multiple feeds, join our Patreon. I'm putting the feed. I'm putting both episodes, both United ninety six and Kindred Spirits. Live almost as soon as I f- finish editing it, it goes up on the feed. You got both shows right there, right on your own little private podcast feed. So if you still like the way the old show used to be and how you just have to listen to one show and you like listening to us for a whole hour or sometimes longer, check it out. If you got a long right. commute or you have a bunch of dishes to do and laundry to fold, this is the po- that's the podcast feed you want to be on. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, John, uh, I have your I have your Kevin Predators jersey. We, we all bought Kevin Predators jersey. Me, a friend of mine, and your show producer went out and got it shipped from Wolfsburg. I am wearing my kit right now. It came Monday. This thing shipped Friday. Uh, we were scammed, from- Ted. This is this was shipped from New York. <laughs> I think we got we paid international <laughs> shipping. I guess so, man. I, I was I was shocked. So it, t- it took a minute for the – I think a lot of people are seeing this jersey, and I keep wondering, like, what's driving this? Because I remember my wife ordered me something from Stuttgart once, and it literally took three months to get here. Three months total. Like, it literally shipped, and then they were just like, oh, we don't know what's where it is. And then it just showed up one day. It was kind of funny. You've got that. I've got um, my, Germany, my German national team jersey. We are clearly – we're going to – we have a network here. A Wolfsburg podcast is not far behind. It's, it, it's clear. It's next. <laughs> <laughs> very clear, very clear. Uh, by the way, Kevin Prades uh, made the made the bench um, against uh, Gerther Firth, which I will not close say enough. If I Listen, when we have our podcast about Wolfsburg, we will learn all the names. <laughs> Until then, make sure you join us on Patreon if you want us to start a, a German podcast. If my family from Germany is listening, let me go ahead and send my sincerest apologies right. for that pronunciation <laughs> in advance. In advance, but uh, made the bench, did not play. Come on, Wolfsburg, you had a chance. I was about ready to jump full on board, be a Wolfsburg fan, 100%. You had an opportunity. 
You blew it. They won four four one. Was that the final score? If I remember correctly, four one. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the game. It was like I was like seeing if Kevin was going to make the field. When it was like two one through one, I'm like, okay, maybe they're just you know they don't want to throw a 19 year old kid out there. Once it became four one, I'm like, okay, you could you could play him for like some five minutes of garbage time. You got the five subs, but nope, burned up all five subs. He did not make the bench. I I, um, I also urge you to join the DC United Discord because about I would say about 15 of us were all watching this game live. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a fun experience. And if you join that, uh, RFK Refugees also has a Discord. And we'll have the link for that uh, in the show notes. And we'll have it here in the live chat. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, definitely go go do that. Go join the Discord. A lot of fun. We talk with some fans. I, I try to will people into positivity. So it's, it's my it's my job. It's what I do. Someone's got to do it. Someone, uh, someone in the DC United Universe has to be that. And that's you. Yep. Yep. Speaking of negativity, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the recent news. Uh, DC United rumored to be signing uh, Carlos Tevez, thirty-eight-year-old Carlos Tevez. Uh, the Athletic dropping this. So, like, this was like this was like being dropped sort of around. Apparently, I think uh, Tevez's agent, and we we're all kind of like puzzled by this move. We're like, you know, well, you know, yeah, there's an Argentinian connection, and everything. I I thought personally it was, hey. We need to, you know, will some interest here. I've got forty-two million, which we also learned forty-two million dollars I owe in taxes Whoops. in Argentina. Whoops. Um, and uh, I need to will myself into some sort of contract here in Argentina. Let's drop that DC's interested in me. That's kind of how I thought it was. Uh, apparently, no. They've been uh, they've been apparently talking, and apparently, Lasada is. I don't know if he's driving this, but seems to think he would be a good influence in the locker room. So basically, to give the details from the athletic article, 38 years old, 25% chance of signing someone close to the said, uh, would be a TAM player, so he would then occupy that third designated Explain TAM spot. For, for new listeners. TAM spot. So I don't know like what TAM— Targeted allocation TAM, money is what it stands for, at right. least for that. At least for that. I'm not sure where it's— So TAM used to be, it was this huge influx where you were able to spend it kind of on particular things. Uh, the, the players' union hated it, and I thought during the last CBA that TAM is kind of going away, that it's all going to be GAM at some point. I don't know if it's like people have traded for it this year and so there's some still left over. Uh, either way, I'm pretty sure like general allocation money is all that's left now. I don't think there's any more GAM, any more TAM left. But basically, it, w- it was designed by MLS to use it to buy down certain contracts the but it had to be used in a very specific way i've got the, i've got the specific here just just to nail it down so tam is similar to gam which is general allocation money in that it's money allotted outside of the salary cap in order to reduce various players salary cap hits however the difference is between gam and tam is that tam must be used for players that make more than the maximum budget charge of five hundred four thousand dollars in annual salary with the ceiling set at one and a half million per year however again in mls there's always a however uh, if targeted allocation money is used to free up a DP slot, the club must simultaneously sign a new designated player at an investment equal or greater to the player that he is replacing. So basically, he is not going to be a designated player. Uh, it's money that's going to be off of uh, off of the salary cap, but it will be up to five hundred thousand dollars. So he's not coming for free. And as Ted alluded to, uh, he's got a bill to pay. <laughs> that's why he's that's why he's putting the boots on once more. So it's not going to be he's not coming here for the the veteran minimum. It's not going to be free, but. It's also not going to be. Uh, it's not going to break the the bank or break the salary budget. Yeah. Uh, so from a so, g- give me your overall thoughts, John. I, I, every, no one likes this. Let me just say, <laughs> I, even I don't like this. But I think there's a certain level of of how much we dislike this. So wh- where where is your level of how much you dislike this? My uh, repeated phrase has been that it's very funny, 
and that I would like it to happen exclusively for that. The fact that he won't be a starter, the fact that he will probably be, you know, in a best case scenario, a rare starter, but mostly a sub for filling the uh, Abula role last year of a 15, 20 minute player. Do I think he can press for, for that amount of time? Probably. I think maybe. It's possible he could. I still think the talent talent doesn't doesn't really go away. I think finishing talent, particularly with the service he's going to have from our from the wingbacks, I still think he probably score. I think he's going to have more goals than Abula if he comes. He should for the amount of money that he'll be on. I don't care. It's fine. It doesn't make me as mad as it makes the rest of DC United. Sort of, if you go on Reddit or you go on Twitter, people are like, no, 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 worst thing in the world. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's probably going to be a one-year contract. And if Hernan is looking for some veteran leadership in a team that is now skewed pretty young for the most part, or doesn't have a lot of, you know, there's no Rooney in that room. No one's going to look at anyone in that locker room and be like, that guy's been places. He knows what he's talking about. Listen to him. You know, you got you got, you got Steve Birdbaum, which is great, particularly if, say, you're Kevin Paredes and you call on him a legend in your goodbye speech. But other than that, there aren't a lot of players that have that sort of gravitas uh, in that room. So maybe he, maybe he just pulls that role. Yeah, Bill Bill Hamid might be the, the closest. him too. You're right. Yeah, the closest to that at this point. But he also uh, Bill Hamid. I mean, we love Bill, but he didn't play for Manchester City. He didn't play over in Europe. Uh, so I, I agree with that sense that maybe Lasada is looking at this as sort of a one year type deal. He comes off the bench. Maybe he gets a spot start. Maybe, but he's not going to play an extensive amount of minutes. I I will say if he does come, and I and I would put this. I would put this pretty low. I, I think I think it's even lower than they're saying, I hope, <laughs> because I would much rather this team have some other sort of options out there. Uh, I think for for the for the novelty factor, I, I see the novelty factor. I, I see what he could bring from that perspective. I think it would be cool if they figured out a way to like sign him to like a minimum contract and then give him a coaching contract. Maybe that's not like in the cards, but say, hey, we can pay you a lot more as a coach. We can actually pay you the same rate. Here, take this minimum contract. They've done it before. I don't know if like doing that with Tevez would like Break. trigger some sort of like <laughs> some sort of MLS. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, you can do that with Josh Wolf. You can do that with Federico Higuain. Uh, but we're going to draw the line here at Carlos Tevez. I think after but, hey, why not <laughs> after Inter Miami's after Inter Miami's last season, I have a feeling they're going to have a little bit more of a sharper eye on shenanigans. And this is <laughs> that would certainly be classified under shenanigans. That would be. It would be. It would certainly. So we'll see what happens there. Um, DC does have other moves down the pipeline. Uh, Continue reports about a loan signing from Michael Estrada from Ecuador uh, on loan from Toluca in Mexico. Uh, he's an Ecuadorian striker, I should say, not from Ecuador. He's playing in Toluca right now. Um, they played. Uh, he faced off against probably his future teammate in Edison Flores. Uh, by the way, we should drop golf reporting. DC United close to finalizing a deal, a loan with a five million dollar option to buy, which will not so be picked kind up. Of, <laughs> he, maybe uh, he wins the Golden Boot. I think Golden Boot is when you start to pick that up. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I refer. I refer mostly to TT Rodriguez, uh, Leo Hara, every player basically right. that gets brought in with that sort of large number as a. We'll we'll think about it in the off season. Uh, never gets picked up. Brendan Hines, like I bet you, would not have been brought back unless his his injury probably bought down his number. I think it was around three, two and a half, three and a half million. I, I think originally mm-hmm. it stated, and they might not have done that at, at that point. They're they're very keen to get a bargain on those on those type of deals because I think what they're thinking is, hey, you got along fine without him for a year. You don't really need him, and uh, I mean we could take or leave him. We don't really care. So how about we? <laughs> I know we said five, but how about three and a half? So that's <laughs> it usually doesn't work. 
the the player usually ends up going back uh, to to his parent club. But I think that he's you know certainly he's in form for his national team. He's not scored a lot for Toluca. We don't necessarily know. I I, I was uh, you know we were talking before the show I think or it was either there or somewhere else. But this is a good short term solution as you sort of pivot to the striker of the future. Ola Kamara they continue to look for a way to move him off. I think they are pretty certain. He's in his walk year. I think they're pretty certain that Ola does not want to stay with the club. He wants to go somewhere else. So they're mm-hmm. trying to... Ca- That's why I think there's such a move to cash in on him. It's not because he's not good. It's not because he's not going to score goals again. It's just because they realize they don't want to just have... A, the, golden, the, the golden boot previous year and maybe you know double-digit score walk for free uh, because he doesn't want to stay. He wants to go somewhere else in his uh, sort of last contract in his career. So... Uh, Michael Estrada, though, should fill a role. I'm glad that he's here on loan, and I think that they'll probably integrate him very quickly. Yeah, and and I think um, I think you bring up the the Kamara the Kamara deal as well. I I think they are looking to trade him. I'm willing to bet that maybe the problem they're running into is I'm assuming a trade then comes with a new contract, and I'm wondering if maybe that's where the holdup is. Maybe they have some agreements. And they're just getting held up in the contract phase. Uh, we've got several days. I feel like the international break hit, and now I'm like, oh my goodness! It's like I'm like looking at the calendar, and I'm like, the season still kind of feels a little far away. But then I look, and I'm like, oh my gosh, not far. It's like like yeah, three weeks, less than three weeks until the season starts. Uh, so a lot of things for for DC to do until then. Um, I'm excited for Estrada. I, I got to to catch a little bit of the of the Ecuador uh, Peru game. Uh, a beautiful ball over over the top. A nice touch and then a finish. Uh, Edison Flores also uh, appears to be. He's on one. Uh, yeah, and I think I think we're. I think I'm getting a little bit excited. I'm optimistic. I'm more optimistic about Edison Flores than I've ever been in his tenure here at DC United. I uh, made the running joke. I was like, oh, I think he scored. He scored more uh, in two games, or he scored as many in two games for Peru than he has for uh, the entirety of his tenure at DC United. Um, so we'll see. He looks fit. Um, he looks active in the games he played against Peru, especially in the Ecuador game. Um, and I think that may be a hint of, of the, maybe the rigorous, the fitness training that, uh, Flores went through that maybe he can elevate his game this season. He's coming in maybe a little healthier and maybe he can, he can really take off. This is a, a huge year, I think for his career. I think this is where, this is where you're going to see the fork in his career, whether his career goes up or maybe gets back to that level of that promise or maybe it goes back down. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I pick one nit with that he's healthier this year. He's already had two close calls. He's had an MRI and was carried off the field <laughs> in, in, in three games. So he's able to he's been able to score despite that. But we'll see. We'll see if he can keep it together. That's been the real problem, right, with him. It's mm-hmm. staying on the field. So hopefully, you know, he, he's made it back in one piece. He's out in Palm Springs with the rest of the team, chilling, uh, reco- recovering, and, and getting ready for, uh, I think they're playing three games out there. So Yeah, and, and, and a reminder, this team is also looking to switch up their formation. They're not, maybe not looking to be so reliant on sort of the wing play uh, as they have been in the past, uh, as they were last time. Uh, I have no, like, I literally have no idea what DC United's opening day lineup is going to look like. I, I have zero idea. I don't know what formation they're going to play. Like maybe we'll get some hints if we're able to watch this uh, this preseason games coming up in uh, California. Um, but uh, but yeah, but we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, speaking of players that are about to come in, Taxi uh, Fautas 
rumored to potentially come to DCU at the end of February after Rapid Vienna finished their Europa League, Europa Conference League matches. So I think this is kind of what we kind of thought, which is, you know, basically Rapid Vienna is currently in the in the Conference League, and the Conference League brings money into clubs. Not a lot of money. Uh, not a lot of money. This is the this is the Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. This is the thing they added, I believe, in the last two years, which is the feeder league that gets you up into the Europa League, which if you've watched the Europa League, some of the teams in there you will have never heard of in a million, million years. <laughs> so that's that's just where Rapid Vienna is at the moment. So that's keep that in mind uh, for, for what it's worth. But it is good that he's going to get here. That will be, you know, towards the end of this month, obviously it will be too close for him to probably appear uh, right away with the team, although he's in season, right? So he's mm-hmm. at least theoretically fit, although we have learned in the last year there was a difference between fit on the continent and then fit for Aaron Lasada. <laughs> so keep that in mind too. He may be it may take a little bit of time to get him ready up to to a murder ball. Yeah, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to see what happens uh when he comes if when he comes into this team. I am almost I'm almost wanting a little bit of I almost thought of this idea of like I mean this dude basically is going to be playing from like August and basically playing a whole year with no breaks. I, I don't know if there's like a break in between the the Austrian league. If, if you look at the schedule, you know you see. And I think I've talked about this before. It ends in March. There's a there's a sort of a split in the divisions, and then they play each other again, kind of a split six v six. So so the season goes on through I think probably through May. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and wager. Uh, I'm curious though as to like if there's any break in there that maybe he can take and just recover a little bit because I'm I'm nervous about throwing in a player who's played a whole European season and having him go again um, without any type of break or any type any opportunity to recover. Uh, so, but obviously, mostly I want I do want him here. Um, I think it would be good to have him here. Um, and it would be good to have him uh, getting integrated as quickly as he can. I think that will raise the expectations a little bit for this for this first half of the season. So definitely want to see him want to see him there. Uh, other news uh, to much to the joy of DC United fans. Uh, John Kempen has resigned uh, the number two temporarily uh, may not. Uh, they the rumor was they were looking for a number two internationally. Now it looks like they're going to wait. Uh, through the summer, through the uh, through the summer break, uh, and ride with Kempen, and I'm guessing Meyer. I think the is the goalkeeper for Loudon. I know his last name's Meyer, so uh, I would remember that. But uh, I, I don't know if it, maybe he becomes the number three, Kempen's the number two. What what the situation is there? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I, I want to make sure that we get the the right. Uh, I believe the the goalkeeper that you're speaking of is now playing for Miami. In the USL, oh, you might be right. Most recently, I've seen. So let me. There are three goalkeepers in camp. Uh, uh, they are. I'm gonna make sure I get them right here and I'll pause a little bit. Trey Muse, Joe Rice, and Luis Zamudio. So that's a Sounders homegrown. That was the guy. Sound Trey Muse is the Loudon uh, signee. So I think he'll probably start or back up, depending if they bring back uh, the goalkeeper from last year. Joe Rice. That's uh, a US Revolution Two is USL League One, right? Yes, and then Fort Lauderdale would be a USL Championship team, right? Yes, so. back. I think so. Uh, they were they were NASL, I think. Ah. Fort Lauderdale Strikers. So all right, so yes. that that's who you're. That's the pool. So that's that's your three. John Kempen slides up to two. Uh, you know, I think he had a rough season last year. Up and down, he probably played two or three games well and five or six games poorly. Um, hopefully, you know, Bill's not going to get called up for the national team, so that's we can take that as a as a weight off our back. He just got to stay healthy. 
and 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 you know you just I, I think I have here in the rundown make sure he takes his Flintstone vitamins and does a lot of stretches and hydrates uh, because we really would like to see Bill play as many of those games as humanly possible uh, until a maybe a, a goalkeeper that could actually challenge Bill for for the spot uh, is is brought into town. John Kempen, nice guy. Seems like he seems like he's got, uh, came to camp ready to play uh, for this season. But I think overall we would like to see someone. Uh, a little, uh, someone different in the number two spot for the summer for the stretch run. Yeah, and and somebody in that. I mean, you talk about you talk about the amount of backups that have come into DC and have left and have gone on to be starters for other MLS teams. I mean, the list is actually pretty pretty impressive. Uh, Steve Clark, um, Joe Willis, uh, to name a couple. I mean, that's you don't see that usually happen a lot uh, where where backup keepers leave and and become starters. Um, so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who they bring in. Are they looking maybe at a potential replacement for Bill Hamid at some point? Uh, maybe they're looking to get somebody young to try to challenge. They definitely they they, they have they have made a, a a call to want Bill Hamid challenge. They want to challenge him for that top spot. Um, so not have him sort of have a lockdown on that top spot. So I'd be I'd be curious to see who they bring in in the summer. Uh, who they have as that number two. It's clear they don't think John John Kempen's that guy. Otherwise they would have basically oh we're just looking for like a they would have taken somebody in the draft is what they would have done probably taking a goalkeeper in the draft so we'll see uh new jersey reveal when do we know <laughs> john do you have any inside information there uh, other than to see that claudia pagan was filming the reveal yesterday so it's close okay. we've seen some leaks i think for the revs uh for the red bull i think maybe a third jersey the red jersey that came out uh i would i would have very low expectations folks based on the uh, what do you call it? Like a template that that that's sort of yeah. going around. It's not. I, I it think, doesn't look exciting. Yeah, I think the uh, the uh, Miami template. I remember they made this big deal about oh, we finally have a pink kit. We finally have a pink kit, and then it's like comes out and it's like the most boring thing ever. I think it was like pink with like black stripes, and I I think pretty much you can expect the DC jersey to look exactly like that, but just black with I'm guessing red or white stripes. Usually they do white, so I'm gonna go ahead and guess white stripes. It'd be cool if they did red stripes. That actually would be. They usually do that. Feature. They do that for like the polo, the team polos, and like mm-hmm. warm up stuff. So, right. I, I am. Uh, I'm not. You know, I always say I. I'm not anticipating buying the jersey, but then I, the end of the year, I go back and look at the closet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have two of them. How that? How that happen? Weird. Yeah, I, I think I am. I am probably going to get a jersey because right now my only DC jersey is for a player that no longer plays for DC. Uh, so I've been thinking about like who I'm going to get, and it's been a little challenging um, debating how. Oh, I'll get Kevin Pereira. Oh, I'll get Paul. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Pereira was going to be my jersey, and then I end up getting it in green. So you know, that's what that's what happens. That's what happens. Um, Felipe Martins. Next next player down the list, apparently he is uh, – this was probably pretty much official he was going to sign somewhere. Apparently he was close to signing the FC Cincinnati, but apparently he is going to Texas uh, to play for Austin FC, joining Josh Wolf on, on the uh, coaching staff, former DC United player Josh Wolf. Uh, sad to see him go. Then again, um, I think I am maybe – a lot of people are sad about this. I, a lot of some people are – some people showed some of their colors. Uh, and they, uh, the tenure of Felipe Martins did not melt the hearts mm. of, of some other people like it did for me. Um, 
basically, uh, but this is a guy who really came in and, and led a charm offensive. Um, it was incredible the way he turned kind of a lot of people who did not like him into, into big fans. Uh, John, you were one. We were we were all groaning this move. We've had people who have called into the show who were groaning this move when it happened, and he came in and you know said, "I'm going to make you. I'm going to change you." And he's he's been a real friend to the show. Um, yep. an awesome awesome guy. So I hope he brought his scarf. I hope Austin. he brought his scarf to Texas. He won't need it because it's hot, but I hope he brought it. <laughs> uh, also, there's a little bit of in, interesting news uh, that uh, broke just sort of before the show. Uh, Junior Moreno has apparently been offered a contract by Tigris. Uh, the reason that's interesting is that Steve Goff had maybe DC United possibly re-signing Junior Moreno with uh, with sort of still that need in, in central midfield. I would be interested to see how that Tigres offer changes that. I don't know where he wants to play, uh, but keep an eye on that. If if Junior Moreno does not sign back with DC United, expect him to play in Mexico. Yeah, I, I would say Tigres, unless unless it's an, an issue of offer and playing time, I, I think that would be the only thing DC could offer is basically increased playing time. And I said basically, I, I, it seemed like the Junior Moreno deal was off the table. Then DC gets flushed with all this scam. Maybe they can increase that offer a little bit. Uh, but you know, Tigres Tigres has no limit to what they can offer. They can offer him to pay him as much as they want. There's no salary cap. There's no limit. So it definitely is a limiting factor. The fact that they're interested. So it's probably it looks like it might be the uh, maybe. I, I would actually hedge to bet if, if Moreno is not re-signed, it's going to be everybody's uh, every everybody's favorite central midfielder. Uh, Moses Diamond maybe starting, but uh, I would I would hedge more of my bet on the idea that it is probably going to be uh, a guy that Lasada really likes. Drew Skundrich. And Drew Skundrich, exactly. You bet. You uh, bet. You bet. Mister Mister Andy Sullivan will. That is my bet for if we don't sign another defensive midfielder against Charlotte, you'll see him uh, in the starting eleven. Just, yeah. just, to, just to make people <laughs> lose their minds a little bit. Which, which I actually think you know we we have been kind of resident Drew Skundrich defenders. I think he looked a lot better when he was kind of further away from the front yes. and not relying on that attack. I thought his energy in that center of the field kind of brought. A little bit. It's kind of like why I think Kevin Paredes fits better as a wing back than he does as an offensive player because him sort of running, having more space to kind of run and sort of do do moves that are closer to the middle of the field rather than trying to be the creator, um, I think makes him a more effective player. I think Drew Skundrich is kind of the same. When he was sit, when he sat a little further back, he looked a lot more effective. Speaking of that, we've got a listener question that will uh, revolve around what we just talked about. With K Netlock on Twitter says. How are we lining up at the start of the season with all the transfers I'm lost? So let's do that. Let's, uh, we, granted, we're, we're, we're a little bit blind here, but let's, let's sort of run through this. I think the back line uh, is probably probably standard picks. So you're going to have Bill Hamid in net. Uh, you're going to have Brad Smith, and you're going to have the, uh, the pride Julian of Providence, Gressel. Julian Gressel. Uh, you're going to have Brendan Heinzeich, Steve Birnbaum, and Andy Nahar as the back three. You're going to have Russell Knauss and uh, Moses Nyman in midfield. You're going to have or Drew Skundrich or Drew Skundrich really or Drew Skundrich, yeah, one of those two, and then you're going to have uh, uh, Ola Kamara up top. You're going to have uh, who are we going to have on the right wing? The right wing is the question, right? That's sort of the uh, I I think you see maybe maybe two Nigel strikers, yeah, maybe Nigel yeah. Bertha has a withdrawn, and then you're going to have Edison Flores in the field. That's probably yeah. your starting eleven. I, I think you're gonna you, you might see a front three, but it's not going to play. They're not going to play. I think they are going to sort of concede the right side and allow Julian Gressel to be the person to kind of occupy that space. Um, and I think I think they I think they're looking more to 
maybe hit from different fronts. You're going to have, uh, you know, Brad Smith able to sort of crash on the left. He's able to put balls in, you know, float sort of balls. And I think he's going to be able to play maybe a little bit more of an advanced position um, than he did at Seattle. Same with Julian Gressel. I think Julian, they're going to allow Julian Gressel more freedom to get front. And I think they're going to kind of pack the middle um, with Edison Flores uh, and sort of have them play Edison Flores, uh, Nigel Roberta, Estrada, or Kamara. I, depending on how Estrada looks, he might get the start over 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 Ola Kamara. I could absolutely see that happen, or I could see uh, Estrada and Kamara pairing up. Um, we'll we'll certainly have to wait and see. I, I think uh, preseason. Hopefully, we get to watch some of these games. Preseason might tell us a little bit, um, but I think they're kind of shifting a little bit about how they're playing. They're not sort of relying reliant on sort of true wing play. I think they're going to be shifting more center and sort of allowing their wing backs to sort of give them that width while allowing them to, to move up the middle. It's going to be a little bit of a different look for DC. I think it's going to take some people by surprise. Uh, our last question we've got from Twitter, at RNDADAD1. It says, for DC United, does Tevez's locker room presence and leadership outweigh his physical performance on the field, especially with the TAM deal? He would potentially be mentoring and fine-tuning streaky Underperforming players like Flores, Estrada, Roberto, Yao, Perez, uh, uh, and and Smith, etc. So, what do we uh, what do we think about the locker room presence question? I think we, we sort of addressed that. I think that he is a player with a resume that cannot be compared to any DC United player that's currently on the roster. So, I think there's something there. But he has to want to play that role. I don't necessarily know that that's sort of what he wants to do. How he sees himself. Uh, that you know, there's two ways an old player can go about it. He can go about it the Wayne Rooney way. Uh, where he is still dedicated to playing, but also sees the transition off in the future. Uh, or uh, you could do it a- another way. Uh, you could do it the Pirlo way, uh, where you just sort of stand around and neither prepare players or try hard. Uh, that's sort of that's, Those are the two options. So I, I, I don't know how Tevez shakes out in that way, but there are certainly players that could benefit from his expertise should he be wanting to, to, to lend it and wanting to do those things. It's an open question. It, it is an incredibly open question, and we're not inside his head. We're getting various reports. Um, apparently, like I, I thought, um, uh, the Albia's time here at DC might have soured him, but apparently, he's been talking up DC. So apparently, he he likes what was happening here. Maybe he understood the the financial limitations. Uh, apparently, he was uh, Tevez was at a I think at a party with with Albia. Uh, so we'll have to, you know, again, I, I think it's a question of what's his role going to be. Is he okay with being the super sub? If he is okay with being the super sub and he can come into games, maybe offer that type of change uh, of, of quality and talent, um, you know, at 38, he's not going to be able to play that much. Maybe he maybe he becomes – everybody talked about Precky. Precky's always like the legendary figure who played like into his 40s. You had, you know, you had Chris Wondolowski playing and scoring goals, you know, again, well into his 30s, you know, what does Tevez have and what can he offer for that? Um, again, those players were also very much like late bloomers. So they didn't have as quite as many miles on the legs as Tevez has. Tevez was very much identified as a kid. Uh, you could see the sort of wear and tear on a guy like Rooney uh, basically coming off and playing, having to play so many games. By the so. way, check out his recent documentary. I believe it's on Netflix. It's somewhere. Yes. It's, a, it's a new documentary about his time and struggles with alcohol and sort of a it's a very, very private and very uh, sort of candid conversation about the way his career ended and, and sort of the way he managed uh, his drinking problem throughout his career. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but the reviews have all been very good. I've got one more question here from Controller Ballin. If life or death, you had to put $100 on it. Does Kamara start the season with DC United? Same question, but finish the season. Um 
I would say for sure he starts the season with East United. I think that's I feel like that's a pretty good bet. If I had to put a hundred, what do you think, Ted? I, I think I think if DC does sign Tevis, he's gone. I, I think they they make whatever deal they can. They maybe take less than what they want and they get him out of here because Tevez would occupy an international roster slot, um, and he would his salary would basically probably uh, Kamara is probably a TAM player, so I imagine uh, Tevez would fill that TAM spot, and I think Kamara is gone. I think Man, that that's the real question. That makes me feel question. a lot worse about the Tevez. <laughs> the Tevez contract. Yeah. If it was literally a one for one in that way, for I get like we talked about though at the beginning with Ola, if he's an expiring asset basically, where it's a hot potato, they know they got to move him, and his value is high right now. I guess you got to do that. But if it's for that, basically puts Roberta into the into the catbird seat, and also Estrada should he sign, and then you're starting with one player who has not proven himself in this league fully, has had a chance to prepare in the off season. And, you know, he, he talked about it on his, he did a sort of interview with the DC United website, said that this league is a lot more physical than the Netherlands league. And I was not really prepared for that, but now I am. So, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I think, I think if you, put, I, if you put it that way, I'm not feeling as good about the Tevez signing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I, I have, I have high hopes for Nigel Bertha, especially since the team, you know, kept him around, brought him back, didn't try to ship him. I think it was definitely between him uh, and Sorga, and I think he won that bout pretty clearly. Uh, one question we do want to get to, and I think this is an important, this is man, man has, man no, has face. no face foo, says, has, has, have these signings restored your faith in the ownership group wanting to compete? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I fall on, on whether the ownership group wants to compete. I, I do think the ownership group does get more criticism than I think sometimes they deserve. Uh, people seem to act like this is still a team like 2013, 14, 15, where they were maybe signing one designated player, but basically it was a low-cost player. I think they're making some smarter moves. They are spending money. They're spending money outside of the roster that they weren't uh, spending at all. The training facility is really important. Uh, the you know the amenities around the stadium, um, I think they've improved some of those uh, since they've come in. So and, and really just around the team, I think the training facility is a huge huge investment in, and going to be a huge deal, uh, kind of moving forward. They've also invested in Loudon. They have shown no signs of slowing down with Loudon, and it started to yield results. They've also made the academy free. So I'm seeing signs of them at least moving towards that when they see, especially when they see a financial gain of a guy like Paredes. Uh, you know, bringing up some of that young homegrown talent. Um, I, I don't know if we'll call this team. This convinces me they they want to win. Um, I think they're still kind of hunting some sort of uh, you know some some I want to say bargain based players, but they're looking for money ball type players. Uh, Faltus is kind of a money ball signing. Uh, he's paid as a DP. They're getting him on a free transfer. They're not able to pay that transfer fee. Who knows the situation? Um, I'm I'm still. I still think this. This my opinion has not changed about the ownership group about where they stand. Where, where are you, John? Real quick before we go to break. Yeah, I think the. I think that this they're spending money on the professionalization of the organization outside of the first team. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's important. I think they're never going to spend in a way that makes you look like this team thinks they're going to be champions. Um, they may never, but certainly they're not there yet. I don't think the team is ready there yet. So if they were to spend, if they were to go all in after missing the playoffs last year as a team that thinks they're going to win MLS Cup. That would be maybe not the best investment they could make. Right now, they're spending money off the field in the scouting departments. They're trying to make these these sort of money wise signings of players who may impact the league, like Fautas. But uh, just look at the roster. This is from a, so this is a Reddit post today, sort of comparing 
this this squad with the squad from years past. I think this is 2009. Uh, this is a full lineup. Andrew Dykstra, Opare, Miguel Aguilar, Jairo Irieta, Perry Kitchen, Nick DeLeon, Marcus Halstey, Bobby Boswell, Steve Birnbaum, Sean Franklin, and Connor Doyle. That was a that was a that was a whole ass team that they put out there, and there was there was not a goal to be found from those eleven players. Uh, wasn't wasn't gonna happen. No. So this just just to look from that to now, I think you have to feel. I mean, obviously MLS has changed in that time frame, but just the aspiration is higher. The the player quality yeah. is higher. The team wants more. So I would not say we are we are converted to this team is gonna be uh, Atlanta United, but they're certainly spinning in a way that says that they want to be on par with with the you know the top third of the league yeah am i always thinking of saying they're yes they are spending more than they spent in uh in in uh in years past the biggest question has always been is it enough um and right now i would say probably not um uh, but i mean i think if this is the team that's on a path to maybe becoming more like Philly, like Philadelphia, who have shown you can compete, be competitive, and compete for trophies without having to spend a bunch if you have a really good academy system. And if that's our trajectory of where we want to go, I'm all for it. Um, give me more Kevin Paredes and uh, Moses Nymans and fewer David Beckhams and uh, Carlos Tevez. Um, honestly, I, I want to see. I like, I like the idea of watching Kevin Paredes go to a big team um, I like the idea of DC's name getting out there as sort of being a, a hotbed for development. Um, and I kind of dig it. And uh, I think you've seen, too, if this team starts to turn up money, maybe ownership starts to splash the cash. Like Dallas was a team that never spent money. They are splashing some serious cash there. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of United 96. We thank you guys so, so much for listening. Again, Twitter.com slash United 96 pod. Uh, definitely subscribe on our Patreon page at RFQ Refugees Podcast Network. Um, also definitely give us a sub on our Twitch. If you are interested in checking out our live show, you can call in the phone lines. We still have are open and we still accept calls. We haven't gotten a call in a while. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this, for this edition of the show. We will check you guys out next week. Vamos. Vamos.